The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Why did he use that word? God goes to extreme measures to bring the lost to himself. The greatest gift you will ever give this world is your intimacy with God. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all three inside of me. I've got the power right now. I think what Jesus really wants is people to go. I want to be the answer to Jesus' prayer request. Welcome to the Fuel for the Harvest podcast. When this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, then shall the end come. Hey everyone, welcome to this latest episode of Fuel for the Harvest. This is Nathan, and today we have something very special for you. Um, we recently were in the Middle East, and we found a Red Dot people group. Um, and when we say that, we mean uh, on joshuaproject.net, unreached people groups are little red dots on the map. And so we wanted to take you along with us on a scouting trip um, and just show you kind of what it looks like to try and find people and track them down and start communicating with them, ultimately with the end goal of sharing the gospel. So uh, without any further ado, here is this week's special episode. Hey guys, we're here in the Middle East and we're about to go scout a people group. We've uh, spent the morning trying to figure out how we're even gonna get there, so we decided to rent a car. So that's what we're in right now. And uh, we're excited to take you on all, all along the journey. Yep, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we've never been to this country outside of the airport. We've never driven here. Here we are, we're gonna see what happens. Uh, we're going to a people group where there's no known believers and they're in a certain region. Uh, right now, we don't know what we're going to find or who we're going to find, but uh, we're praying that we'll just see what God has and if we can meet anybody from this particular people group that's at 0% Christianity and 100% Islam. Yeah, so Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would guide us and direct us. Lord, that you would open up any opportunities that you desire to open up. Lord, that you would even maybe present us with a person of peace, that we could meet that person. And uh, yeah, whatever you want to do with this people group, Lord, we pray your good, pleasing, and perfect will be done. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. To be updated in a few minutes. All right, guys, just a quick update. We finally figured out how to navigate this city. So we're finally yeah, on we our are. way towards the people. Charlie's doing a good job. He's the one driving. So. Hey, we gotta have a little bit of fun, don't we? <laughs> All right, next update in a few minutes. Hey guys, so I just wanted to fill you in on a little bit of missing context here. So we're driving through the country. We got the rental car, driving through the country, trying to track down the people group. And step number one for us was just to type the people group's name into Google and see what came up. And in this case, it was a cultural heritage museum. So we're like, hey, what better place to start than to go and check out this cultural heritage museum. So we drove there and uh, that's kind of what happened between what you just heard and what you're about to hear. Hey guys, well, uh, we just found out where the people are in this country in the Middle East and we got to meet one guy from uh, the particular people group. Uh, it was really interesting. He didn't really know English, so we used Google Translate, which helps for really, really basic conversations, but it's hard to have in-depth conversations uh, until you find someone who that you know the language or they know the language. Yeah, so uh, we... Ultimately, on a scouting trip, we're just trying to find the people, find out as much information as we can about the people. We got to check out kind of a cultural museum kind of thing for these particular people and uh, learned all kinds of interesting stuff and saw some of their old ways and <laughs> they had some really good, cool exhibits. So. Yep, so uh, we'll, we'll keep back to you if we get any other updates along the way. 
Well guys, uh, we are still trying to figure out what to do next. Uh, we were praying and kind of sensed that the Lord was just like, just keep an eye out for people, so we're gonna be doing that. But we got kind of to talking. So one of the things we learned about this people group is they've kind of left behind the tribal way of doing business and now they're more, they're, they're living in cities and we were just talking about, you know, what's easier or harder about reaching people in a tribal context versus a city. And I was thinking, you know, I feel like reaching them in a city has its benefits and reaching them in a tribal context has its benefits. Like in a city, it seems like people might be more open to other ideas just because they're used to being around other people and they're not so guarded in their tribal ways and stuff. But at the same time, you can't just like roll up in a village and uh, speak a different language and look a different way and kind of garner some kind of like, hey, this is interesting. I wonder what they have to say, so. And uh, yeah, fun fact, these people used to live in stone houses uh, in the mountains and now they're kind of in the valley. I don't know if you can flip the phone, Nate, and I don't know if you guys can see this. Uh, there you go, mountains. Uh, they used to be in these mountain areas. And um, it is interesting, a lot of the world is in this process of development and urbanization. What does it look like to reach people in this season of history? Uh, it, it's like some, man, some it's going to be tougher and right. some it's going to be easier, I think. Uh, yep, trying to figure out where we're driving. This is interesting. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, sorry for the mic, too. Uh, this is what happens when you're on trips. Like, we forgot the mic back where we were staying. So if it sounds terrible, sorry about that. Yeah, um, yeah so in the village context people like they they want to listen to you when you show up they're like hey let's listen to what you have to say in a city context that's a little bit tougher people are busy they're going to work they're not going to want to sit around and listen to the outsider who walked in because everybody's an outsider um so that's something that's a little bit unique about both of those contexts and uh i think when there's certain areas there are people groups where they're in the process of modernization and development so some older generations still live up in a remote village place and others are in the city and then younger people or middle-aged people will sometimes go back and forth so we've got a contact uh, in one of the places that we're working a forge ambassador and uh, we reached out to a people group there found a person of peace and that person of peace goes back and forth but when we met him it was in a village context and immediately the relationship was bridged and he was fascinated why we were out there. If he had seen us in a city, it we would be just less been, likely. We were just somebody yeah, passing Yeah, we'd have just been random people. So there's pros and cons. The city requires more of a, hey, let's sit down, let's get coffee. Uh, the village is more of a, hey, why are you in this village? Right. And then all of a sudden there's a bridge for a conversation. Uh, so there's just fascinating things that are happening and uh, pros and cons and I think on one end it's tougher with urbanization on the other end it's maybe easier the people are not as remote uh, the gospel might be spreading more quickly so that all the nations every people group can hear right. it might wrap more rapidly spread if some of those like people in the cities catch flame for the gospel and then bring it back to the remote places uh, so we're in a fascinating season of history and uh, it's time to continue to be ingenuitive and creative and pioneer new fronts to see how can we reach the unreached how can we as the church fight together to get out to the front lines and say hey where are there people who have not yet received the gospel let's do everything we can to leverage and get after it right 
Yeah, so definitely like an interesting experience that we're having today. But uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to record this and make it a podcast is I feel like sometimes uh, people hear about the kind of stuff that we do going and scouting unreached people groups and they're like, oh, there's no way I could do that. They're, you know, they're, they're, that sounds crazy. That sounds insane. But really, you know, it's not all that insane. We just kind of got on Google and Googled the name of this people group and this cultural center and museum popped up. And so we decided that's where we wanted to go. And we met this guy there and they were really welcoming, super awkward. We walked in this room and like no one was there. And <laughs> By we're the like, way, the, the, the moral of that story is seek, ask, and knock because you could just turn around and be like, nobody's here. Right, it, in case you didn't hear that, seek, ask, and knock. Like you really, one of the one of the benefits of having a friend like Charlie is he's really good at that. He'll, uh, he'll push and push and push and push until we get some kind of answer to our question, which is really, really important. Anyway, so we walk into this room and we're like walking around and trying to hear for people and we hear some people and see some see a guy and uh, say hello. And, and that uh, guy was in the bathroom and there was right. nobody in his main room. <laughs> we're walking around this building like, is there anybody anywhere in here? I don't know, I have no idea. We'll just figure it out. And right. We like walk into this building literally not knowing if they're going to be like why the heck are there strangers in here right hey whatever exactly and like turns out the whole complex was actually like shut down and stuff but they still welcomed us in um once this guy saw us he got the leaders out they didn't speak arabic so like charlie was saying they didn't speak english sorry they didn't speak english they spoke arabic so charlie and i used google translate on our phones by the way it's really cool tool so download it on your phone and uh we had uh, some basic conversation and they opened up the museum for us. And uh, yeah, really good conversation with this guy named Ali, learned a little bit about him. By the way, ultimately with a, a scouting trip or with any trip, uh, when you're trying to find people, you just gotta be really, really human. Uh, the vast majority of the productive conversation that we had with Ali was about his family and his people. We just asked lots and lots and lots of questions and he was all kinds of smiling and uh, thanking us for coming and we were thanking him for hosting us and it was just all about asking questions and just being very, very kind and human. So yeah, really, really interesting time. And once again, just to say, by the way, guys, it's really easy, you know, just found a found a rental car and drove to a place and I wouldn't say it's really easy <laughs> I don't think that's true it's, otherwise they'd all be reached well it's not uh, it's not as like magically complicated as people sometimes make it sound it's is what not, I'm trying to say it's not magical it does take some perseverance you'll need endurance yeah but it doesn't take uh, some extraordinary crazy person of intense skill right right anybody can do this anybody so yeah anyway next update maybe in a few minutes one thing worth taking note of here is the importance of really connecting with people when you're on a scouting trip or a mission trip in general uh, we often think of mission trips especially if you've never been on one as this like extravagant event like you you stand up in front of a group of people and you preach and all of a sudden all these people are deciding to follow jesus uh, but more often than not, what I've discovered is that ministry and missions really boils down to connecting one-on-one -on -one with people. I mean, 
things happen in the context of those big big events, and I, I don't question that. I believe that God is at work in the context of those, but out of all of the trips I've ever been on, the, the vast majority of the big moments have been one-on-one moments or one-on-three moments where we're having an up-close, eye-to-eye, back-and-forth conversation with somebody, and that's exactly what happened in this case with Ali. All, we were able to have that one-on-one, back-and-forth conversation that potentially could have led to more doors if that had been the direction of the conversation. Unfortunately, in this case, it wasn't the direction, but in many cases it can be. And in many cases, that's how you discover a person of peace. We were in Central Asia uh, uh, like a year and a half ago, and it was just a conversation back and forth with somebody, with someone just like Ali, but in Central Asia uh, that led to him saying, yeah, if you ever come back, you're welcome into my house. And all of a sudden, we have a person of peace. All of a sudden, we have an inroads into this group of people and a way to potentially proclaim the gospel. And a year and a half later, that's exactly what's happening. Our partners are utilizing this person as a person of peace. They've shared the good news of Jesus, and he's interested in asking more questions. So uh, all that to say, don't always think it's this big, massive thing. Sometimes it's just an ordinary one-on-one kind of moment that leads to something amazing. Hey guys, um, so we're going to the border of a neighboring country. And I don't know if you want to flip the camera here. Uh, You can kind of see we're going into this remote mountainous area. That's a mosque. Yeah, there you go. So uh, this particular people group, they border two countries. They're within both countries and along the border. And uh, as we said, some have really moved towards cities and down in the valleys rather than the remote mountain areas. But we thought, why not check out the mountain areas and see if we can get to the border and see if we can cross the border. We have no idea. It looks like there's no gate on Google Maps. There might be. We might be able to get across. They might let us across or they might give us a visa. We have no idea. But we thought, why not check it out? Why not see what we can see, what we can find out? Yep. A lot of times the scouting stuff comes down to just kind of exploring all the potential options. So that's exactly what we're planning on doing. Just, hey, they. We didn't have a lot of success here. We did have success here. Let's try looking over here. Who knows? It's just a really, honestly, I think we've said this on the podcast before, but when it comes to missions, uh, a lot of times all all it takes is one uh, encounter with someone unique who, who's interested in, in hearing the message. All it takes is just facilitating those kinds of encounters. So yeah, like oft- oftentimes, <laughs> you know, like, it's not something that we can plan ahead. It's just something that the Lord pulls off in the moment. And uh, yeah, you just got to be ready and available in, the, in that moment. And uh, hey, sometimes we say it takes 10 hours for a 10-minute moment of ministry, which is absolutely true. It takes endurance and trying. And, and as they say in, in East Africa, tribal lands, you just got to shake the bush. The tribals like to shake the bush and see if anything will come out. So we like to shake bushes and just figure out, is this something that'll work? If not, then we'll find another bush to shake until one does work. Exactly. Just keep going and keep going and be persistent and see what God does. All right. We'll give you another update here in a little while. Well, guys, um, you know what? We did find the border, but we were not able to cross due to a military base there. Uh, didn't look like it was going to be possible at that time, but we found some different routes uh, if we were ever in the future wanting to cross over and uh, figure that out and uh, so there you go we just wanted to give you a little bit of an inside look at 
what it's like to try and find and scout out unreached people groups. Sometimes it's driving around like this. Sometimes it's hiking and trekking into a village. Other times it's like, hey, we've got a dot on a map and we have no idea where it's going to be. So we're going to have to search different regions and ask people about the names of those people groups. And uh, so I hope you found this interesting. I hope that you won't just leave it at interesting, that you'll take this into your prayer times, your prayer closet, and pray for the unreached and pray that God will send laborers and people to find them and not only find them, but bring the good news of Jesus to them. And maybe some of you, God's calling you to go and launch out as well. And you've realized it's actually possible. We have the resources we need at hand and even more so, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and for godliness, which is pretty incredible. Right. And uh, don't be so fast to dismiss the potential of you being one of these people who might be called to go and scout these unreached people groups and find them and minister to them. I feel like so often we're so quick to say, ah, you know, Nathan and Charlie, those guys are crazy. I couldn't possibly ever do that, but I feel exceedingly normal. So does Charlie, I'm sure. Um, any, any, anybody who loves Jesus and uh, has a heart for his mission in the world uh, can easily be a part of this kind of reaching the unreached kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, like you said, be in prayer and uh, also be considering maybe, maybe God's calling you to, to go to one of these places, find these people and share the good news of Jesus with them. That's a scouting trip. Uh, in this case, it wasn't super epic and exciting, unfortunately. Um, we really actually struggled even to find just a second person to talk to. We drove around all through all of these places, all these remote areas. We found some of those stone houses that they live in, but just like a ghost town, like nobody around, nobody to talk to. So unfortunately, uh, this scouting trip uh, didn't have any kind of epic conclusion associated with it, but that's not always the case. Oftentimes, when you're willing to kind of invest, when you're willing to engage, you find that God opens all kinds of crazy doors and is able to do some amazing things even in some of the most unreached places on planet earth. Never underestimate what God is able to do. Well, that's all for this week's episode of Fuel for the Harvest. Hope you have a great rest of your day. God bless.